What is good, fine people? It is your boy T Shees coming at you with a another Toddcast. I, I say it. I say another Toddcast, but really, <clears throat> technically, this is the first one ever. I mean, well, it's the first one that wasn't on Facebook Live. So therefore, I guess you could say this is the first official Toddcast, the super official Toddcast. I'm so pumped and excited to do this lifelong dream coming uh coming out here doing this for you fine people so as i always do on my toddcast facebook live wherever you may be out on the interwebs on the internets thanks for joining me you say what in the world is a toddcast well uh i suppose that uh, should be explained being that this technically is the first official one Toddcast is basically all of the wonderful thoughts that come out of my mind. Most of the time, nobody cares what I'm thinking, but sometimes people do. And for those of you who do, I I just decided to record those thoughts on the interwebs. So what am I going to talk about on the Toddcast? What's going to be kind of my focus? Focus on the Toddcast is going to be very simple. And that is basically it's going to be uh, somewhat political it'll touch on political things touch touch on a lot of cultural and social things primarily all through the lens of a biblical worldview that's that's the gist of the Toddcast. we're basically going to talk this is kind of call it call it pop culture commentary so to speak call it uh uh you, you can even call it uh i don't know just kind of a a, a narration of sorts uh, of what's going on in the world today. And uh, just from my perspective, obviously. And um, more importantly, though, like I said, from a biblical worldview. And uh, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is needed, I think. This is needed because I think what's happening is, is there have been, uh, there has been a proliferation of people who, have, who are putting forth ideas and opinions that are difficult to tease out the authenticity and the, and the realness of, you know, in the era of kind of fake news and all types of nonsense that we see, you know, it's hard to know what's real anymore. There's so much, uh, you know, posturing and people uh, trying to basically uh, 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 push their own agendas and using information and their version of the truth to forward that agenda so one of the things i like to think of myself as is a kind of a curator of truth this is i'm, I'm kind of going to curate truth so to speak and we'll be taking information from various sources and bringing them all into one place so that you the listener can have the tools at least uh, both the critical thinking tools and the information, things that maybe you don't have the time to go out and listen to and sift through because I, I, I've kind of become kind of a, a uh, I don't know if news is the, is the right word, but I've kind of, I like to listen to the news. I'd like to see what's going on in the culture and try to, try to think about cultural trends and what their implications are, uh, particularly to those uh, who, are, who are in the faith, who are in Christ. But obviously, this is not just uh, for Christians or what have you, but uh, this is just for people, uh, particularly if you disagree with my perspective, you're the ones who I really want to listen to the Toddcast because I am a person who likes to engage with those who disagree. Some people don't like to do that, but I, I tend to be the type of person that does like to do that. 
And mainly because the only reason why, or the only reason, or the only way I should say, you could actually get to the truth is by that kind of push and pull and the cross-examining of your ideas against others to see if there's any merit and truth to it. See if they can uphold, or excuse me, withstand criticism and uh, can withstand some of the, uh, uh, the uh, like I said, cross-examinations of, of the opposition that so many people run from. I, for one, don't run from it because, you know, that's my steez, so to speak. Uh, but I got to tell you, I, I started to do the podcast. Oh, by the way, I, I should mention this. I did this long. I'm like nearly five minutes into the podcast, and I haven't told you why it's called the podcast. Well, because my name is Todd. <laughs> Awkward intro. Uh, my name is Todd, Todd Shannon. And uh, yeah, so hence the uh, play on words, Toddcast. I'm kind of a wordsmith. Uh, in a former life, I used to be an MC. Still do a little bit of music. Uh, occasionally, you'll hear some of my own original music. As a matter of fact, the intro that you heard to the Toddcast is uh, an original composition. So you'll likely hear some of my stuff here on the Toddcast and just whatever else I think is interesting. I might even touch on sports here or there. I played college basketball, so that's something important to me. We just This is just going to be a hodgepodge of, of whatever the heck I want to talk about. So, yeah the podcast but i was saying how i enjoy talking to people who disagree with me and i gotta tell you i'm really surprised at how many people really 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 avoid and hate doing this um i can't tell you how many people will get on facebook and say something that's completely nonsensical and then when you challenge them on it and say hey well let's talk about that now they want to oh you're taking it too serious oh you know, hey, man, let's go talk about that. No, nah, man, I don't have time. I don't have time. Oh, yeah, you have time to, to go back and forth on, on a Facebook string for like two hours, but you can't spend 30 minutes and talk. Got it. Right. And this is I like these more long form formats that the podcast allows, because this allows me to really formulate and thoroughly, thoroughly present an argument. To, 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 to present a thoroughly developed, a well-developed idea. And this is something that in just this world of sound bites and people who like to just you know, do a two-minute video and just say stuff w completely without any background or justification, I prefer not to do that. I prefer to present to you things that I have taken the time to understand and develop for every, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes of, that you might hear on a podcast, I might have spent hours researching and thinking about a topic and developing those ideas. I don't do it on the fly. So anyway, that's the podcast. And I hope uh, for those of you who have enjoyed the podcast on Facebook Live, I hope you uh, will join me. There will still be, this is obviously an audio format, but there will still be podcasts that I do uh, accompanied by video. I will not do those as often moving forward, but uh, occasionally you'll see those. And so um, for those of you who like that medium, uh, hopefully that is something that you'll like as well. What, what, what about today? What are we going to talk about today? I've touched on a lot of topics in the Facebook Live. And for those of you who hadn't followed that, um, I will revisit those in, uh, in some shape or form um, and touch on them. But I want to start super, super high level today. Really, really high level. 
And I want to talk about this, this idea I call the superorganism. Uh, the superorganism. And I want to talk about humanity as the superorganism. And, and really, really kind of parse out the whole, the process of social interactions and why social interactions break down. Why cultural trends? Why do we have culture wars? Why do we have interpersonal conflict? Why do we have so many difficulties uh, in interpersonal uh, tensions? in the human race on, on every level from the you know, nation against nation to family member against family member. Um, it's the idea of the superorganism. And this concept comes from just, just a, a, a concept that developed, that I developed as I thought about the foundation of morality. I, I watched a lot of philosophical uh, debates and videos, um, a lot of thought leaders on where do our ethics come from, and including those that involve those who come from ethics from a secular perspective, from a non-theistic perspective. And I, I found, um, to say the least, I found those concepts and those and the foundations for those for secular ethics to be lacking severely. But from a biblical perspective, the the whole foundation of ethics and, and morality, more, more specifically, is God himself. God himself is the, the foundation of all morality. And there's this one uh, thought experiment or a story that I came across called the Euthyphro Dilemma, which I, which I found is helpful to illustrate it. And this is this guy, uh, his name is Euthyphro, and, and I think uh, one of those ancient Greek philosophers was his uh, teacher, you know, maybe Socrates or I don't, I don't know. I, I, the Greek guys, they, they escape me, but that's not the point. So this Euthyphro guy, he goes to his teacher and he says, hey, is God, are the gods good? You know, coming from a Greek perspective because they believe in the gods. Is something good because the gods say it's good? Or do the gods say things are good because they are good? And this might seem confusing, but basically he was saying, does the gods commanding something make it good or is the thing good in and of itself and the gods are just pointing that out and this became a dilemma because if the if the former is true in other words it's good because the gods say it's good then uh goodness becomes a an arbitrary thing it becomes something that they could say anything was good they could say murder everyone and that would be good right but then the, the converse is, if, if the gods are just merely pointing out something that is good, it's not something that comes from them, but the, you know, goodness is something that exists uh, independently, then we don't need the gods to know what's good because the gods are just pointing it out. And so therefore, if goodness is something that's just out there, it's just some universal principle that is kind of independent of the gods, then why do we need the gods? And this is an interesting perspective because it's called the Euthyphro Dilemma because to Euthyphro, neither proposition was, was attractive. Uh, in, in Christianity, we, we say this is a false dilemma because there's a third option, and that is what we say is good, 
when God says something is good, he's not making an appeal to something outside of himself, nor is he making an arbitrary command. But God is appealing to his very nature when he says something is good. When he says something is good, he's saying it's like me. God, God is good. And, and everything that he says with regards to goodness is a reflection of his nature. So in order to unpack that, you have to understand the Christian idea of, of God. Uh, God is in Christianity is triune. He's a he's a tripersonal being. This is hard for some people to grasp, but basically it means that God is one being, but he has three persons that comprise the one being we call God. There's no contradiction here. It's just like saying a tricycle is a cycle with three wheels. Well, because it had three wheels, we don't say it's it's three cycles. It's one vehicle is one cycle but it has three wheels as, as well as there being a bicycle that's a bike with two wheels or a unicycle that's a bike with one wheel uh, we, when we say god is tripersonal the one being we call god is tripersonal we're just describing the his composition and we're not we're not saying there's three gods there's not a god committee so this is important to understand when it comes to the christian concept of the nature of God, because when God says <clears throat> he is tripersonal, what we find in the person of God is basically every the model for all social interactions, because God himself, being that he's tripersonal, he is a community, essentially. He is a he is uh, everything that we see in our society from a social standpoint and how we are to interact is modeled in God's very being. For example, God is, because God is triune, he has three persons, there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, even though they are all God in essence, and they are all co-equal, there is still hierarchy and submission within the Godhead. So what we have is we have equality, and then we have hierarchy. We have authority. So God the Father, even though he's equal with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, he is the one that is essentially setting forth the plan. And the Son carries out that plan, and the Holy Spirit carries out the directions of the Son. So we have hierarchy, equality, and submission. Well, that has implications for nearly every relationship we have. In the marriage relationship, for example, it's one of the ways we understand the prop properly understand the relationship between a man and a woman in the marriage. The, women, the man and the woman are equal in essence and, and in being, but they're not equal in authority. And this is interesting, too, because I always say for women who have a difficulty submitting to their husbands, they say, well, I'm not going to submit to my husband because I'm equal to him. Well, you're essentially saying you're better than Jesus. Uh, Jesus was, is equal with the Father, and he submits to him. So equality is not grounds for failing to submit. So we have uh, authority and hierarchy within the Godhead himself. We also have love and respect. And we have uh, that, that kind of moral perfection, that the bond of love that keeps God himself integrated. So the word, when we say God is holy, in a way it means God is integrated. It means he's one with himself, or, or it means there's no contradiction in him. And so that oneness is something that God designed, or not designed, yes, not God didn't design himself, for, for that's his, just his essence and being as a necessary being. 
That is the model for how all human interactions are to, ought to be carried out. There's authority, there's submission, there's love, there's respect. And anytime you see a breakdown in social interactions, you're seeing a departure from the nature of God. We're seeing a departure from what God is and how he models, how he presents himself in basically in the person of Jesus Christ. We're seeing every organization and every entity within, hum within the human sphere, when it's dysfunctional, it's not being like God. And so this is the concept of the superorganism. The superorganism is something where we say every social institution should model the being that is God. And it's really interesting because when we think about the, the founding of our nation, the United States, the, the, the founders uh, were, were, were heavily theological. I think something, I heard something on the order of like 80-something percent of the, of the signers of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution uh, excuse me, the Constitution was uh, had th had degrees in theology. They were th these people were steeped in in the biblical tradition, and even a se separation of powers, essentially being triune and co-equal, uh, the 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 legislative, the judicial, and and the executive branches. The the idea was that I think that they had very much in mind. I don't know this for a fact, but I think they very much had in mind. The idea of a, of a governing body that modeled and, 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 and is, uh, is based on the model that God himself presents in him being triune. And we see this, once again, all through the, the, uh, the Bible. And, and in human interactions, we see uh, the, uh, the kind of this triune nature of a lot of different entities, the family. Uh, you have the, the father, the mother, and then the children. Right. Uh, the, the, I mean, there's a lot of different ways where this plays out. But the main thing is that God in his perfection presented his goodness to us. And human endeavors are supposed to be an extension of the fellowship that God himself enjoys within the, the triune Godhead. God is essentially inviting us into fellowship, into the perfect fellowship that he already enjoys. And so, any, but anytime we depart from that model, we, we circumvent what God originally had in, 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 uh, envisioned. And then human interactions reflect that dysfunction, departing from the perfection of God. Because there's no contradiction, there's no conflict within the Godhead, neither should there be amongst humans if we are following his example. So this is, this is, this is the idea. The idea is that uh, as we chase down these cultural wars and we chase down this political dysfunction, as we chase down uh, the breakdown of the family, you're going to see a departure from the model of the Godhead at every single step. And we're going to flesh that out. Um, so, that's that's the idea here. And so when you follow the Toddcast, know that you're going to get all types of goodies and, 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 and nuggets of that sort. And, uh, you know, obviously mixed in with uh, more practical knowledge and, uh, and, 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 and cultural and societal examples. And, um, you know, the thing that I've been on, if you've been following the Facebook Live, I've been on uh, the, the racial tensions that exist. Racial tensions culturally, racial tensions in the church, 
there's a lot there's a lot to be said about where we are as a culture with regards to the culture wars and the tribalism that we see displayed within the United States and, and, and abroad, whether it's feminists rising up against the quote, the so-called patriarchy or, you know, cultural Marxists, you know, trying to quote, tear down the, uh, the, 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 the existing systems and build it anew. Uh, and I, I love this stuff because it, for me, if you don't understand it, there's no, you have no way of, of being able to approach these problems with any hope that they could ever be solved. Uh, on, on the one hand, I am hopeful because I know that God is sovereign. But on the other hand, I know that um, uh, that that a lot of what we're seeing is inevitable. And unfortunately, much of it will get worse before it gets better, if it ever gets better. But the thing that I hope in is the fact that um, no matter what, God is sovereign and these things must come to pass. But God is in control. So I am hopeful, even though we see this downward spiral. So this is your introduction to the Toddcast, my friends. Tell a friend, subscribe, remember to stay in touch. And by the way, I also want to invite you all to uh, give me some topics. What is it that interests you? What is it that you'd like to hear discussed on the Toddcast? Uh, I definitely want this to be interactive. And if you think you're smarter than me, I'll invite you on to the Toddcast and we can debate and I'll beat you over the head because I'm that kind of guy. Uh, or maybe you'll beat me over the head. Who knows? But we will get it on. I am not afraid of a debate or uh, or a uh, a a lively discussion, so to speak. So uh, I'm I am all about it. As a matter of fact, if you if you want to come on, and you want to contest anything that I've said, I will put you at the front of the line. I will put everything on hold because that I believe is the way we move forward by really understanding each other and being able to cross and examine cross examine each other's ideas. So until next time, friends, this has been the Toddcast. Looking forward to hearing from you the next time. God bless you. Uh-huh.